We're going to talk uh, to, in this video um, about how to speak things into existence. And we know this is how God brought reality into existence. The whole universe was spoken into existence. In Genesis we hear, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So light didn't exist, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. That's, that's um, words having what we see a physical consequence, a physical uh, impact. And then God said, Let the waters under heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. So here we have a clear indication that God is just speaking physical reality, land, water. These things are physical according to our um, way of looking at things. And God is speaking them into, into um, manifesting in certain ways. He's reorganizing them through a command, a godly command. And God said, Let the earth bring forth a living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw it was good. So God made life. He just spoke it. He said, Let there be living things, and living things emerged. So it's not just physical nature that can be spoken into existence by God. It's no harder for him to speak living things into existence than material things. God's word is predictive. He can speak it and it is, and he can speak it and it becomes. Ezekiel 5.17 so will I send upon you famine and evil beasts, and they shall bereave thee, and pestilence and blood shall pass through thee, and I will bring the sword upon thee. I, the Lord, have spoken it. So there is a predictive statement. It's a prophecy, and it's something that will come to pass. So God's word is time independent. It's not... It's not um, in the here and now, necessarily, it can move through time to have its way when and where God wills. Even in, in the time of Jesus, Jesus spoke things into existence. <clears throat> in Mark 1.42, Jesus says, And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was clean, cleansed. And John 15, 3, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So through the word of Jesus, men are clean spiritually and physically. 
And this we find strange or um, even confusing or perplexing because we don't, we can't associate the, the spoken word with physical uh, occurrences, physical phenomena. And uh, while there are some discussions about this and some speculation, uh, but basically psychokinesis, mind uh, movement of things, there's absolutely no evidence of it. But on the other hand, when you think about it, what hasn't been spoken into existence? It's not that actually uh, rare. In fact, um, it basically is the way everything is created, whether human or, or, or divine. Think of a movie, for example. A movie can be based on reality. It can be. It can attempt to uh, recreate reality. It can duplicate it. It can be a historic-based movie, and and it can attempt to um, duplicate historic events as closely as possible. Or it can be a completely fant complete fantasy with completely different. Um, rules of nature and technology we can only dream of, mental abilities that um, completely alien to us. These things began with concepts. And when we think of concepts, they're, they're, they're words. They're words with ideas attached, and these ideas are also words. Just, it's mental speaking as we think and create. If we think of an alien world, alien world, two different words, one concept, um, the alien belongs to a different world, different reality kind of thing, but it's a very um, in the undefined character initially. But we have an idea what we want to create, so the alien becomes a green monster or a pretty young um, girl, perhaps princess, could be a pretty young girl that turns into horrible monsters. The alien becomes a being through the words we attach to the being and these words are concepts and so the concept alien is built up with other words, other concepts and so we're speaking this thing into existence and then we write it, we write the concept down on paper and people read it. So we're communicating this information, words on paper, is communication and the reader is reading it, and the only way he can read it is because he understands the words, and he under, they, these words give him concepts. And when we thought alien and developed this into a very complex, sophisticated image, the 
reader is reading all of this complexity, complex sentences, complex ideas, and translates and interprets, then it becomes alien, an, an idea of an alien. And this idea of alien has all these attributes that we gave it. And so the uh, idea becomes a movie, it gets turned into a movie. But the, uh, uh, there are many other ways things get spoken into existence. Art, art, uh, art uh, is, is uh, like a painting. It's a, uh, it's an idea. We we can see reality, and we can duplicate it on paper. But while we're painting, we're painting trees. We're painting them green. We're giving them shadow. We're speaking this to ourself, that's what we're creating. And we're speaking different techniques and different brushes and, 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 and yes, it's being handled physically, but their mental, without the mental processes, the hand wouldn't be moving and the form on the, on the uh, canvas wouldn't be taking shape. A more um, a clear example is when we invent something totally unique, a, a new invention. We get the idea of what we want to create. Say we want to create a, um, a desalinization um, uh, method. So, desalinization, we know what that is, that's taking salt out of water. So, we also know that seas have salt in them, so we're kind of associating these things. We're not creating anything particularly, except the idea, we're moving towards a creation. We're starting with, with something that's known, salty water, and connecting it with something we want, uh, unsalted water and then we were creating something in between these things to move the initial condition to the final stage and we, we develop this depending on what our concepts are how deep our understanding is the uh, the ideas and concepts that we have at our disposal if we're familiar with all the techniques of desalinization, then we will, might come up with something different than if our familiarity is fairly uh, primitive and no, no, uh, uh, we're a novice in the, in the field. But the, the, the things are all spoken into existence one way or another. Without the words and the concepts, the creation couldn't take place. So God speaking things into existence shouldn't be strange to us. What's strange is that we we think the speaking things into existence creates a physical entity, whereas they may seem the the, the um, object may seem physical, and technically because the word physical relates to what is seen what's perceived through our five senses these things are physical because we 
define it as what is perceived through the five senses. So it's a, it's a tautology. But the, um, the stool or the chair is only known through the concepts that we use to, to state it. If we didn't have the concept chair, we wouldn't be able to say say what it is. And and to, and then we didn't. If we didn't have the um, the component concepts of legs and seat and and back and rungs and rails and so on, we couldn't describe it, and we couldn't be e easily design one ourselves because we wouldn't have the concepts. To um, organize the making of one and and so we could work on it the the ideas that we have if they don't have words attached are very ill-formed if we see a phenomenon take place and we don't know what it is we would have a hard time describing it or communicating it. But reality is or has been communicated to us by God. And so we form concepts relating to what's been communicated to us. And our development of language and understanding is a recreation of the communication given to us by God, a reinterpretation or a restatement of the concepts that God uses to describe reality. Every communication needs an originator and a recipient and symbols by which the narrative or the information is communicated. And the um, a recipient has to be able to decode the um, symbols. He has to be able to translate them into what they actually mean. So, um, as I say, the uh, object of humanity, the purpose of humanity is to understand this communication, to uh, figure out reality through the concepts that God used to create it. And so God created the world through his speech and we are trying to recreate it in our own speech. It's almost like um, translating the divine language into the human language so that we can understand the communication of God in, say, English when God is speaking his own, his own uh, language. And um, this is the purpose of man in that sense. And what we have spoken about before is creating an ethical organization. An ethical organization is simply one built on the concepts that God as, as um, passed down to us, as, you know, as interpreting the creation of God into our own understanding, our own 
language. So, and then of course, what we need to do, and this is where the building of the church comes in, we need to take these ideas, these concepts, and turn them into something what we see as physical. And that's the church. Because the church is the things that we, as Christians, build based on the information given to us by God. But the whole underlying um, foundation, the basis of all of this, where it all begins, is the spoken language, the spoken word, the concept that is communicated, the idea that is turned into a physical um, reality, so that the idea of the church becomes a way of life that we have created based on the information given to us by God.